The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Merry Christmas! My name is Pastor Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. And it's Christmas time! It's such a wonderful time to celebrate the goodness of God and those things that He is doing in our life and in this nation. You know, Christmas is a testament to the love of God that he was willing to humble himself to that of a man so that we could be saved. And this is such an important part of our faith as Christians, that God was willing to come down here, lay aside his godhood, and become a man so that we would have a chance at salvation. We have to remember his love and his goodness this Christmas season. But before I continue, I want to remind you that in this upcoming week, New Year's Eve, we are holding the prophetic gathering of the saints. And if you have not yet registered, you better hurry up and do it because there's not much time left. So if you want to attend the prophetic gathering of the saints with us, where we're going to be celebrating the goodness of God, the love of God, and the power of God to celebrate the coming new year, then go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the Events tab. It's being held here at Freedom Fellowship Church, right here in San Antonio, Texas, located at 8419 Callahan Road, and it starts at 7 p.m. New Year's Eve. And you know what? Let me tell you, there is not a better way to celebrate the coming new year than to be celebrating God and, and focusing on His ways of doing things and focusing on Him. So. Make sure to get registered because seating is limited. Again, we're celebrating the love of God, the power of God, as we enter this new year for the prophetic gathering of the saints. Go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the events tab. But today, we're celebrating Christmas. And as I said before, Christmas is something that should remind us of God's amazing and everlasting love. Because all throughout history, mankind has worshipped different kinds of gods, and they believe different kinds of things. Even today, there's all kinds of gods that people worship, knowingly or not. And you know, if you were to examine the Greek gods, or even, you know, the Muslim god, Allah, or all of these other gods, only the one true living god was willing to come down and humble himself to become a man. So that, and if you were to examine any other belief system, there was always this separation between the gods, you know, way up high, and man, where they lorded over everybody, and there was no way, no hope of ever reaching their kind of status, right? There was this separation between all these gods and man. But you know, the one true living God, it's amazing because he looked down at us with love and he said, you know what? I'm going to give them a path to salvation 
so that they can have everlasting life with me. So what he did is he came down to our level. And you have to understand, the earth is a speck floating around in the infinite vast cosmos, right? It's like a single little speck. It's like you, you wouldn't concern yourself with a single skin cell in your skin or an atom in your body, okay? That's what the earth is like within the cosmos. It's just this speck floating around in space. And then you're a little speck floating around on that little rock in space, right? You're a tiny, tiny, tiny speck floating on this tiny, tiny rock that's just out in the vast cosmos, right? And God is above all of it. He's above everything. Yet he looked down at you here on earth in our humble state. And he said, you know what? Because of my great love for them, I'm going to lay aside my godhood. I'm going to be born as a baby, right? I'm going to have to stumble around, figure out how to walk. I'm going to have to go through all the struggles that humans go through. And then I'm going to go to the cross. And they're going to spit on me. They're going to whip me. They're going to beat me. They're going to mock me. They're going to strip me down and make a spectacle of me, right? But I'm going to go through all of that, right? So take on the hatred of men, the scorn of men, and all the sin of men. And then I'm going to die so that they will have a chance at salvation and everlasting life. That is the testament of how great and unending the love of God is for us. As it says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the very same God. You understand that we are so far removed from the vastness and holiness of God that the thought of a God of that great majesty, right? That God himself, who is so majestic and so eternal and powerful, would in fact humble himself to that of a man is inconceivable, but God's love is so unending, he did it anyway. And he was willing to suffer through it so that we could be saved. And this is something that Paul writes about in Philippians chapter 2, because he's telling you know, those people that he's been discipling, that you need to take on the same mindset that Christ had, which is that you need to be willing to humble yourself, not murmur, but go through the things that God has called you to do. It says in Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. You see, compared to God, a human is nothing. Jesus humbled himself from his godhood to that of a human. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And you have to understand what kind of strength and fortitude it must have taken for Jesus to walk this. Because we know in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying so fervently, he started to sweat blood because of the stress that was going under him, right? So he cried out to God. He said, Lord, right, if it would be your will, have this cup pass over me. Because he knew how hard it was going to be to take on all of the hate and scorn and mockery and sin and eventually the rejection of his own father. To take on all of that, he said, if it would be in your will, let this cup pass over me. But nonetheless, not my will, your will be done. And this is something that people who aren't Christian sometimes don't understand. Because I've heard it said sometimes that Christianity is a belief system, you know, of weakness. Being weak, right? Where if somebody strikes you, you turn the other cheek, right? And then your God died on a cross. But what you have to understand is that Jesus, as Paul said, was God in nature. And when the Romans come to arrest Jesus, you know, and he's going to go be put under trial, some of his disciples start drawing sword. Peter started swinging. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 52, Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? What we have to understand is that God could have ended it at any moment. And you have to remember, this is the same God that when he looked at the earth and saw that it was filled with wickedness in Genesis, he brought a great flood to bring a reset, right? He was so grieved when he saw man, and he, he brought a flood that wiped out all of those generations except for Noah, who was the only righteous man. This is that same God who's capable of doing that. Jesus chose to go to the cross, even though he had the power to stop it at any moment. That's what true strength ends up looking like, where at any moment, right, you're stronger than them, right, you have more resources than them, and meanwhile they're mocking you, they're ridiculing you, they're saying all these things, and they're beating you, and he chose to take it willingly, because he knew that that was the only way that we could be saved. And while he was up there on the cross and they were making a spectacle of him, and they were saying, oh, well, he could save others, but he couldn't save himself, right? And he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Even those people who were there when he was on the cross, he was thinking about their salvation. He was thinking about what he was doing was to save them. So he was willing to take on that scorn and mockery for our sakes. This is the testament of how great God's love for us is. And there really is 
There isn't a love like it in all creation. And this is something we have to be eternally grateful. We have to be eternally grateful for as Christians. Because he was willing to lay it all on the line for us. And so when we come back to our own lives, are we doing everything that we can to honor God and show him love? Because many Christians, you know, they put God in a one-sided relationship where they take, they take, they take, they take, they take. They, they show up to God and they say, well, God, I want this. God, I want that, right? You come with your, your grocery list. All right, well, this is what I'm praying for. When this, when's this going to happen, God? Right? That means they're not actually in a love relationship with God. Because all loving relationships, both parties are doing everything that they can to give to the other one. To make them happy, to see them smile, right? To do what they can to make them proud. As we are maturing as Christians, we have to learn to meet God's needs. When's the last time you just focused on God's needs? What is it that God wants from you, right? Rather than what you can get from God. And really, guys, the most fulfilling thing you can do in life is learning how to give some of the love that God gave you back to Him and really discover that love relationship. Because it really is a real relationship with Him. And you get to discover aspects of God's personality, aspects of His nature. You know, He's eternal. He's unending. We're going to spend all eternity just learning about God and discovering God. And many of us, we can't even bother to be inconvenienced. And for many of us, when God asks us to do something, we will only obey when it's convenient to us or when we can, you know, okay, well, I'm going to do my thing first. I'm going to fit in my schedule first and then I'll squeeze you in there, God. Right? God was willing to lay everything on the line for you. Jesus went to the cross for you and you can't prioritize the calling that he has for you because not only has God called you, but it's a calling where you will be exponentially more blessed than if you had done your own thing. God has called you to great things, so why can we not prioritize those things that he's called us to do? The best way we can show gratefulness to what Jesus did for us and the things that God has done for us is to obey him and to step into the calling that he has for us. That's the thing that he wants most, that we will become more like him and that we would truly embody what Christ did on earth. Jesus said, I only do those things that the Father, that I see the Father doing. I only say those things that I hear the Father say. And he went to the cross to fulfill those scriptures, the plan that the Father God had laid out. So Jesus' entire walk was led by the Father. Jesus was led of the Spirit in everything that he did. And that is the example he set for us. And in stepping into that, that is the best way we can show gratitude to God for those things that he has done for us. And remember this, because, you know, I, I understand that sometimes it can be difficult to do the right thing. Sometimes it can be difficult to lay aside everything and obey God. What we have to remember is that 
God loves you more than you even love yourself. And he knows you better than you even know yourself. So when God calls you to do something, he's not doing it because he wants to make you suffer. He's not doing it because, oh, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him who's boss. No, he's looking at you with love in his heart. He only wants the best for you. So when he asks you to do something that's hard, it's because he knows you will be far, far, far better off if you just embrace his ways of doing things and you come and follow him. And this is true across the board. All of us will be far, far better off if we step into the calling that God has for us. Because something that happens that Christians get really tripped up on is that they allow the devil to tell them this lie, which is that, oh, well, you know, if you obey God, you're going to miss out. Oh, look at all these people. Look at all the fun that they're having, right? You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Yeah, don't do that Christian thing because you're going to miss out. You're not going to have fun like everybody else is, right? It plays on your desires, but it's selling you a lie. Remember, in all cases, God is looking at you with love. And so when he calls you to do something, it's because you will be far, far better off. You'll be happier. You'll be more fulfilled. And not only that, you'll be making a meaningful difference in the world if you follow God. God loves you so much. And not only that, guys, the Christian walk, it's an exciting walk. It's a fun adventure that you get to go along with God and Jesus. And that, nothing in the world can compare to that. Okay? You have to think of yourself. When God called David, he took him from a shepherd boy to a king. When God called Abraham, God said, leave everything behind. Leave your family behind. Leave your father behind, all your friends, and go to a land I will show you. Abraham didn't know where he was going. He didn't even know the fullness of what God had called him to do. But he knew that those who bless you will be blessed. Those who curse you will be cursed. And through you, all the nations on earth will be blessed. That's all Abraham knew. And I'm sure it was difficult to leave all of his family behind. To leave all the friends that he knew behind. And back then, right, there was no video calls or anything like that. You couldn't just Zoom your family. No, when you left, that was it. You weren't going to see them again. But God had a greater calling for Abraham. And Abraham went on to become the father of many nations. And we are now all adopted sons and daughters through Abraham. And not only that, through his family line, Christ Jesus was born in Bethlehem and all the world was able to become saved through his family line. He had no concept of how big and how good the calling of God was in his life. And it's the same for you. I want to encourage you, if you have been procrastinating obeying God, if you've been putting it off because you think you might miss out, or you think that God's punishing you, choose this day to serve and obey God, and you'll be far, far better off than if you had done your own thing. In Ephesians, Paul closes with a prayer for them. 
And he, he has this prayer that he says to them in Ephesians chapter 3. He says, I pray that out of God's glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide, how long, and how deep is the love of God, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This was Paul's prayer to the Ephesians, that they would come to know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep the love of Christ is. And let me tell you, it's so immeasurable, it's so vast, and when you feel it, and when you discover it, you will be changed forever. God loves you so much that he was willing to suffer on the cross, even though he could have stopped it at any moment. He took all of it. He took all of it on for your sake. And so many of us don't even want to be inconvenienced, won't even inconvenience ourselves to obey God. We should decide in our hearts this day that no matter what it is, we're going to follow God and we're going to obey Him. And I encourage you this Christmas day, right? Because we're celebrating. Jesus came down. He came. He was God. And He came down as a baby, right? You talk about inconvenient, right? Somebody's got to feed Him. Somebody's got to burp Him. He can't even walk around properly, right? Imagine having unending power, right? Unending power above everything. And now he can't even walk. He can't even talk. He can't even eat by himself. So let us resolve in our own hearts that we're going to follow and obey God so that we can show him gratitude for the great and wonderful things that he's done for us. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas season because Jesus was the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And it's far greater than anything we could have imagined. God's love is so vast. So it's time that we start to show him love back. And you know, the amazing thing is that the scripture tells us that if we seek after God, we're going to find him. And if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. If you decide in your heart, you know what, God, I'm going to begin obeying you. I'm going to begin loving on you. I'm going to begin focusing on what it is that you want rather than what I want. God is going to meet you and you're going to discover his goodness and you're going to discover his love. And I promise it will change your life forever. Let's purpose in our hearts to do that this Christmas season. Because that way, when we go into 2024, you're going to be a new person. So let's set aside some time this Christmas season to thank God for the good things that he's done for us because it's my prayer for you that you too would discover how wide how long how high and how deep the love of Christ is for you it's so unending and it'll change your life forever amen well I'm running out of time for this week but I want to thank you so much for tuning in and before we go, don't forget to register for the prophetic gathering of the saints where we're going to celebrate the love of God and the power of God as we usher in the new year. 
So this New Year's Eve, starting at 7 p.m. here in San Antonio, Texas, make sure to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. You want to go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the Events tab. And for those of you that do attend, don't forget to dress up for Jesus. It's a formal attire. Uh, We're going to be wearing our ties. We're going to be wearing our suits. And we're going to be honoring God and celebrating Him as we usher in the new year. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to say a Merry, Merry Christmas to you. My name is Joshua Sasso. And you've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.